1: I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the elders, their wisdom, their knowing, and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, mummers. This week's podcast interview is with someone very special. Melissa Ambrosini is an international best selling author, podcast host, and mummer, and someone I have known for many, many years. The reason why I'm so excited about the conversation you're about to hear is there are two reasons actually. The first one is because I think it's really important for us to all know that the path, the journey to becoming a mama is always so uniquely challenging to each and every one of us. It's a spiritual assignment. It's going to push you in ways and ask you to surrender in ways you are not prepared for. Even when you are an international best-selling author who specializes in talking to women about enlightenment, spirituality, and deep changes within us. That's Melissa's experience of becoming a mama. As you'll hear in this interview, it was many years and many, many moments of surrender that led her to finally be able to be here with her daughter. The second reason I'm so excited to share this interview with you is because Melissa is launching the most comprehensive online program for conception, pregnancy and birth I have ever seen. This amazing lineup of guests, experts and insights is a who's who of the leaders in this industry from around the world. If you are someone who is considering another baby or you work in the space of pregnancy or birthing I truly believe that this resource is the best you can get and I'm a part of it which is an absolute honor but first have a listen to Melissa's interview hear how she experienced matrescence and the path to this awakening and then click on the show notes to find out more about her program, Holy Mama, and a special online event Melissa and I are hosting together on Monday, the 24th of October. All the details are in the show notes. But for now, here's our interview. Melissa,
0: welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I am so excited to be here with you. I love and adore you, as you know. So this is just such a treat.
1: It just blows my mind how the universe works and how things unfold. I remember first hearing you speak at an event I was covering for Nature and Health magazine in Australia, which literally doesn't even exist anymore. And I was in the audience and saw you on stage with a few others. And to now, I think I was. Just pregnant with my son, so he's about to turn nine. So that was nine years ago, and now here you are on my podcast as a mama of a one and a half year old daughter. How amazing these stories interweave and unfold! It's just beautiful to witness.
0: Mm, I know. I I can't. Like I was thinking about this before we started. How long we've known each other? And I was just like, yeah, like a decade. It's been amazing.
1: So. Thinking about that woman that I would have seen on the stage then and who you are now, what has motherhood and your experience of matrescence brought out in you? We're going to get straight into it. We're going to talk about all of the different things you've learned, but let's just start there because I can picture in my mind that Melissa Ambrosini on the stage. And today, what do you know about yourself from this?
0: I feel like I am a completely different version of myself, an upgraded next level version of myself. And I think when we birth children, there's that narrative around going back, bouncing back, like bouncing back to my body and going back to my old life and that word back. And it just kind of never resonated with me. Like I don't ever want to go back. I always want to be moving forward. I want to be growing. I want to be evolving. I want to be expanding. Like I don't want to go back. Like I want to keep moving forward. So I think back to that girl and I just am so proud of how much she has grown and evolved. And I feel like when you birth a child, like you step into a different version of yourself and it's you can't quite explain it but it it is, Mm -hmm. is different and it will never be the same and you'll never go back but it's also really exciting and I know that you're doing a really great job of changing the narrative around that and it's a passion of mine now to change the narrative around that too, to shift our perspective on it. To be excited about it, that doesn't mean that it's going to be rainbows and butterflies and singing and dancing the whole way, but just to shift our mindset around it to this is an upgraded version of me, this is a different version of me, and this is something that I can get excited about along the journey.
1: You met your wonderful man, Nick. And knew pretty quickly that you'd found the man that you wanted to marry and have babies with,
0: right? Yes, absolutely. So we met in 2013. Well, we had known each other for three years before that and um, he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. So I always had just looked at him and thought, you're a good catch, but like never thought anything more because I know how devoted he is to his partner at that time. And I know he's such a loyal man. So I just kind of thought you're handsome and you're very, you're a good catch. And I thought, oh, she's a lucky girl and never thought anything more. And then three years later, we find ourselves being put in Rooms together constantly, and before that, my partner that I was with for three years, I would say I don't want to get married and I don't want to have babies. And then uh, Nick and I got together, and I said I want to marry you and I want to have your babies. And all my friends and and everyone couldn't believe it because they're like you you didn't you didn't want this, and I was like I just didn't have the the one. And so we got engaged after two weeks. He proposed to me after two weeks. (laughs) And then um, we got married five and a half months later. And then this is almost 10 years ago now. He has a 16-year-old, so I have a bonus son, and then we have our beautiful daughter, Bambi. And it's been such a journey. And I knew when I first met him, like I said, I wanted to have his babies. We both felt that that time wasn't then. We, we had things that we wanted to do. He was launching his solo music career because he was in a f- band that was very famous called Sneaky Sound System. And so for him, he wanted to launch his solo career. And I was writing books and doing all my things. So we always knew it wasn't then. However, I began my conscious conception journey In 2013, we both went and saw a naturopath together and we sat down and we were like, we want to have a baby one day, do all the tests that you need to do to get our body in the best shape possible. So she did all the tests and we started our journey of like detoxing heavy metals. I had high levels of mercury in my system and all sorts of things. I had hormone imbalances. I had to do gut healing. I had so many different things that I needed to work on physically. Um, And so we went on that journey. And during that time, I was also reading every single pregnancy, birth, um, parenting book that I could get my hands on because I became obsessed with learning about this stuff with learning and understanding physiological birth with learning about matrescence with learning about all of these things that happen when you embark on this journey to motherhood and I went to you know Jane Hardwick Collins seminars and people would say to me oh you you know you're thinking about having a baby or you're planning and I was like no no and they were like why do you have like 15 books beside your bed on pregnancy and birth? And I'm like, I'm just preparing. And so all my friends would say, you're the most well-educated non-pregnant woman that they had ever met. But for me, I was just fascinated. Like we weren't taught this stuff in school. I had never seen a birth, like a home birth or anything like that. So I just all my Instagram, everyone I was following was like midwives and home birthers and all of these amazing accounts that I was just so inspired by. And so my feed was just filled with this stuff. And again, my friends would just laugh and go, you're hilarious, but I just couldn't get enough, couldn't get enough of it. And so this was like my passion on the side and I was still building my career and writing books and podcasting and doing all of that. And so that was, you know, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wow. And then, so that whole time I was just doing a PhD on mm-hmm. the topics. And it's so beautiful when you're... When you love something so much, it doesn't matter. Like you will just study and study and study. And I think about children, you know, how we force them to study things in school that they're not interested in and then give them something that they're interested in and they will go for it. Mm -hmm. That was like me with these topics. And so then in October, 2019, I woke up one morning, I rolled over, I turned to my husband and I said, I'm ready. And he was like just like that? And I said, (laughs) just like that. Just like that since 2013
1: though. Yeah, totally, (laughs) totally.
0: And uh, I said to him, I can't, this is how I can explain it, that maternal switch was flicked on within Mm. me. Mm. And so we were in the middle of one of our protocols that we were doing to prime our body. So we were like, okay, let's wait till January 2020 um and i think i'm getting these years right F- correct me if i'm wrong bear with me they all mesh into one the numbers to be honest yes. um and yes yeah, so we we like let's go january in january we did a beautiful sacred ceremony we had incense and chanting and we did a prayer and we spoke to her spirit and we did the most beautiful conscious ceremony to call her in and it was so beautiful and i literally was like we'll get pregnant first time like i had zero fears around that zero fears and then in february i you know was waiting to to find out that we were pregnant and we weren't and i was genuinely shocked mm-hmm. i was like i am the healthiest person i know <laughs> I don't understand what is going on and so then we went again the next month and then the next month and then the next month and every time it felt like my heart was being ripped out of my chest because that deep yearning to be a mother was so strong within me and I know some women don't get that yearning and we can talk to that later because I've had a few people actually say to me Melissa should I wait till I get that yearning and I'm like not everyone gets it and that's totally fine but I had that deep, deep yearning to be a mother, like, and I had never had it before that. I know some, some of my friends had it at 21, you know, and, and me, I never had it up until that time when I woke up in October and turned to him, I had that yearning then. And then each month when I would get my period, that yearning was just so strong and my heart felt like it was breaking every time. And I was devastated every month. And I lived my life in these two-week increments, two weeks to try and then two weeks to either find out whether I was pregnant or get my period. So I lived my life in two-week increments for 18 months.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And I did this in silence because I didn't want anyone's opinion online. So I was putting on this brave face and that was my choice. I chose to do that, but it was really freaking hard to show up on my podcast, to show up at my live events, book tours, on social media, when behind the scenes, this was going on for me. And so the only people that knew were like my practitioners and maybe one or two friends Um, that I felt like I could really share this with. And it was really, really challenging. Um, I didn't do pregnancy tests every month because plastic and landfill. So I would just wait to find out whether I was or, or whether I'd get my period. So it was a really challenging time. Those 18 months were the hardest 18 months of my life. I was stretched I was cracked open. I did the most personal development, inner child healing work, thread lineage healing work that I had ever done in my entire life. I was forced to look at all of my fears. I was forced to surrender, to trust, to let go of control, to surrender to everything. And it was the most challenging time of my life. And I'm glad I went through it all because it's made me the mother that I am today. and I'm truly so proud of the mum that I am. I love the mother that I am. I'm a really good mum. I love I the way love that I show that. up for her. I do. I love the way that I show up for her. I love I love being a mum. And I don't know if I would love it as much as I do or if I would be the mother that I am without that experience. And maybe I would. We'll never know. We'll never know. But I feel like because I went through that, it's made me who I am. And it's been such a journey. And I think when your heart yearns for so long, like, you know, the the multiple wake ups in the night and stuff you're like yeah okay I'm tired but like there's this deep gratitude as well at the same time mm-hmm. you know so yeah and now we're here and she's a year and a half it feels like it feels like three months ago I gave birth like it literally feels like it was just yesterday and I want to share everything that I've learned with other women because I'm not the only one I know some other women try for many 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 years and some women it happens the first time they decide to make love with their lover and we're all on our own journey and there's lessons in it for every single one of us but I'm so passionate about helping others not lose hope and um yeah trust the process
1: so what do you say then because we talk about not losing hope and trusting the process. Um, and I don't mean this to sound abrasive at all. Now, the squeaky noise in the background, apology, beautiful mama community, is my new puppy. Oh. <laughs> Has this little squeaky toy. If I take it away, she'll bark. And if I put her outside, she'll cry. So we just have to, this is my it's new baby. Good. We're just going to yeah. have to have the occasional squeaky noise in the background. <laughs> You know, I don't want this to sound abrupt or abrasive, but it's easy to say this on the other side when you have your beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. But I also know that during those eighteen months, you would have had times where you did hold the faith and the hope and kept going. But other times, I'm sure you wondered, maybe this is not meant to be for me. Mm-hmm. As you said, I'm one of the healthiest people, in, you know that you know. My goodness, if someone like you who has access to the best in the world. I mean, the list of guests you have on your podcast is a who's who of the best in the world. If someone like you has access to all of this and then for 18 months that dream doesn't come true, how do you reconcile that with yourself? Mm. What did you do to get through that?
0: (laughs) A lot of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) a lot of a lot of support babe a lot of crying I remember this one month where I got my period I think it was May of the first year that I was trying and so we you know that was five months in and I actually was, I, I got, I woke up and I got my period, and Nick was still asleep. And I'd gone out onto the couch. This is when we still lived in Sydney. And I went out onto the couch and I just wailed and wailed. And I felt like that I was crying on behalf of every female that has ever struggled to get pregnant. I felt like I was crying for everyone and I literally, as I was crying, I could feel them all behind me. Mm -hmm. Like I could feel them all and I just let it out and it was actually so cathartic, like so cathartic, like the wailing and like obviously Nick woke up and was like, what is going on? And like he would just let me because, you know, he knows not to like ever stop someone when they're in a process Mm
1: -hmm. and so
0: he just let me express and get it out. And um, it was really, really cathartic and really healing. So during that time, I never suppressed any time that I was mourning. You know, I was I would never suppress it. I would let it out. I would seek support from therapists, coaches, counselors, um, from the one or two friends that I confided in. I would get support. I would tell them how how challenging this is for me, and. I would just express. I would really express. I would talk to Nick about it. I would let it out. However, I guess deep, 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 deep down, like I did think, oh, is this ever going to happen? Like I did have those thoughts. But I also knew that... Like I just – I didn't know that – I I knew that it was never not going to happen. I just – I just – sometimes I would just lose hope a little bit. But like like I, I knew that IVF was not on my cards. I just knew that. I mm. knew that that wasn't for me. I just knew that that wasn't in my future. I just knew that. And so like there was times where I was like I just – I don't know, like, is this going to, when is this going to happen? But I knew that it would eventually, and Nick was always my biggest cheerleader. He's like, it will happen. It will happen. But yeah, it's a big journey. And I think anyone who's going through it or has been through it can relate. But if you're going through it, like you said, it's very easy to say, don't lose hope and trust. And one of my best girlfriends, she would just say to me, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Stay connected to the hope. She would constantly remind me of this. She would say, stay connected to the hope, babe. Where's the hope? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, go and find it. Mm. She would say, go and find the hope. Don't lose that. And so that would keep me connected to it. Also, something that really helped me was, I would write letters to the soul. I would, and and I knew it was a girl. I did. I would. I knew it was a girl, and so I'd write letters to her, and communicate with her in that way. And you know, something that I realized along the journey was it's not just about my timeline, like that soul has her timeline or his timeline. You know, it's not just about, and it's very easy when you're in it to think, poor me, why me? Why is this happening to me, 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 me? But there's actually another being who's Got their destiny and their timeline, and when a soul enters into a family, it actually affects your partner, your children, if you have children. So it's 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 got to be the timing for the whole unit. And when I got that, I was like, ah! And that didn't happen till the very last month where I got that, where I was mm. like, uh huh okay, this isn't just about me because there was a lot of poor me, why me? Why is this happening to me? I'm the healthiest person I know. Why me, poor me? But then I'm like this actually isn't entirely about me. This is about her and her timeline and this is about our entire family unit and it just gave me a lot of peace when I finally understood that. I'm so
1: grateful you're being so honest about this. One of the things that I really wanted to flesh out with you is this idea that no matter who you are, Matrescence brings you to your knees. You know, no matter whether you have access to the best teachers, the best health practitioners, you are the healthiest person you know, there is going to be a part of this process. Its purpose is to crack us open and transform us. But to be so honest about the timing of all of this is so important i really want everyone to know that what you're sharing now in this program holy mama which i am incredibly grateful to be a part of is not this uh, influencer insight into conscious pregnancy birth and motherhood for someone who just rolled over one morning, had sex once, and suddenly was pregnant, and the birth was just— shit, the baby just slid out of me—and you know, and now I have my organic everything. This isn't—we're not sugarcoating anything here. What I really love about what you are doing with this conversation and this program and this work is, you share everything you did to be prepared and to be ready, but you're also not saying that it's easy. You're not saying that. This is something that just happens if you follow these steps because motherhood, as you said, you wouldn't be the woman or mother you are now if you had fallen pregnant so quickly. Mm. It's part of the story. It's part of the transformation. The beautiful Bronnie Ware, who I adore, once said to me, Amy, a manifestation happens when it is the divine match of timing and readiness. Mm. And you can feel like you're ready, but you don't understand something about timing there. Mm. And I hear that's what you were just saying. And so we have to make, we just have to keep going and trust that the timing and readiness will meet and this will happen. But I'm just so grateful that you were so
0: honest about what this really looks like behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah, babe, it was like, heart-wrenching gut-wrenching it was like oh my gosh it was yeah one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my life and like I said before I was I felt I was doing it all behind the scenes and then would have to put on a brave face not even my parents knew or my in-laws or my siblings like no one knew and why was that why do you think you didn't want to share I didn't want anyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. I didn't want because I knew it was a spiritual assignment because everything mm-hmm. is a spiritual assignment. I knew that if I shared people would give their opinion, go see this doctor, go do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This happened to me. I didn't want any of that because I knew it was my journey and I knew there was lessons to be learned. It was a process. I knew that. I have the awareness to know that. I also knew during the whole thing that it was all happening for a reason. I did know that. I, I've done enough work to know that it's all happening for a reason, and I knew that I would teach about it one day. I totally knew that I would teach about this one day. That doesn't take the pain away, though.
1: No, it doesn't you're take still it human. away. Exactly. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And what about
1: since Bambi is here, the uh the very real experience of mothering. You beautifully said, and I think we should all be able to say this with uh, certainty, I'm really proud of the mum that I am. You beautifully said that. And I know that obviously this has been a dream come true in so many ways. And yet, There will always be moments when, again, we're on our knees thinking, oh my God, (laughs) how do I do this? Am I doing this right? So, what about that experience? Because I know because you spent six years preparing, you went into it with your eyes wide open. You knew as much as you can from books what's coming. So, what was the reality
0: like? (laughs) Well, I definitely, okay. There's a few things here. I definitely felt at the start so wobbly. And you and I have spoken about this offline. I felt so not confident. And I don't know whether it was a first time mum thing. A lot of my friends have said, you know, the first time, yeah, you doubt yourself, you question. And then the next one, it's like, You've got the confidence and then the next one, you've got, you know, it's easier and easier because you have like, I've done this before. But having not done this before, like that confidence, I doubted myself so much. Like I doubted, I doubted like everything that I was doing in those first six months and I felt not confident at all. And I would turn to Nick and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm failing. And he would say to me, trust your intuition and put down the books Mm. because I was reading all the books still and, you know, I was still doing. And he's like, honey, put them down and now you go inward and because he's already done this one time before and let me just tell you that was such a blessing because there were times where I was freaking out over things and he's like no no that's part of it and I'm like okay cool gotcha like so many times where he was like no 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 that's cool and he's like when we did that first time like he freaked out about it and he's like no no all good so having him already have done this was such a blessing such a blessing. So he would say to me, trust, babe, like go in. Just like you go in with everything else, you've got to go in with this. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I do. It was almost like I forgot. Yes. I, was, I was looking at all these books and I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course I go in. So it surprised you that you had so much doubt
1: about yourself because I think, again, having spent years preparing And also being such a self-aware person, this is what you do day in, day out. Did it surprise you how much you got the wobbles?
0: A hundred percent. I'm so glad that we're talking about this. Oh, my God. It surprised me so much, hun. And, And like I've shared with you before as well, like you would look at me and most of my friends would say, I'm a confident person, right? Like I'm confident, I am I can get up on stage, I can talk in front of people. You wouldn't say I'm a shy, introverted person, right? <laughs> so that, that probably wouldn't go in a sentence with my name. However, like, and confidence is not something that I've really, like, sure, like when you're the awkward teenager and all of those things, and yeah, there's times where I feel like a little bit nervous or things like that, but I was knocked off my feet and the the low confidence like it just took me by surprise it really took me by surprise and the other thing that took me by surprise is the insecurity like i felt really insecure especially at the start like insecure in my friendships insecure like when i went back to work i'm like insecure in my work i'm like who am I now? What do I what do I stand for? Like what is my name? Like <laughs> You know what I mean, but mainly in insecure in my friendships and then when I went back to work in the, my work and just like what is this about? What is this mm-hmm. about? So it's been a big journey diving into those two things. And also knowing like such a relief for me has been understanding matrescence before I even got pregnant because, you know, I'm so grateful that I understood it because there's been parts where I'm like, okay, the insecurity or the confidence or whatever, I'm like, it's part of the journey. So I don't beat myself up as much as I would have probably if I didn't have that understanding. Mm -hmm. So again, it doesn't mean that the lack of confidence or the insecurity disappears with that awareness. It just means, oh, okay, it's part of the process. It's part of the growing pains, the stretching. It's all part of it. And we don't need to beat ourselves up in the process. We just go, okay, this is part of it. And what can I do to support myself to get back to feeling confident and and feeling secure with who I am?
1: And I love it because you and Nick had this language, this um, way of being able to speak to each other about the challenges you were feeling. You would have told me before that, you know, he would say, babe, it's matrescence, or you'd be crying and say, what's wrong, you know, what's what's happened, what's wrong? And then you'd just say, it's matrescence. And the difference that that makes to be able to have the language to talk to your partner about it and almost... If you don't need anything else in that moment, it's just an acknowledgement
0: of that's what this is and what a difference that must have made. Oh, Oh my goodness, 100%. So exactly in my relationship, having that, and then also just with myself being soft and gentle with myself and just like almost holding myself and going, it's part of it, babe, it's part of it. And it's, it's the growing pains and it's part of the journey. And like having a daughter, like it's made me so much kinder to myself because I feel like, well, firstly, they copy everything that you do and say, as you know, and also like our beliefs and our thought patterns. Like I want to raise a really confident, grounded well-adjusted, beautiful human being. And if I want that, someone who's loving and kind to themselves as well, and if I want that, I have to be that. I have to be loving and kind and gentle with myself first because that's how they learn. Parenting 101, and we talk about this in Holy Mama, conscious parenting, like the biggest key is embodiment. We have to embody the teachings that we want to impart on our children first. There's no point saying meditate, eat broccoli, be kind to yourself, speak nicely to your siblings if we're not doing that ourselves. And so it comes back to me like it's just so important that I be gentle with myself during this transition whilst my body is still – I'm still breastfeeding, so my body is still – uh going through all of that um mm. which again is is a lot on the body my body's never done it before and it's mm. it's a lot so we've got to be gentle that means as well like kindness speaking kindly to myself but also like gentle with the amount of exercise i do you know gentle in in that way gentle in the way that i talk to about my body all of those things we really do during this matrescence journey is be the most gentle and kind and loving and soft to ourselves as we possibly can. Mm, so good.
1: So as any everyone who listens to this podcast would have heard me say a million times. Oh, there's the puppy in the background again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my teacher and mentor, Dr. Oralee Athens says, matrescence begins the moment a woman contemplates motherhood. So even though you knew you weren't ready, your matrescence experience started in 2013 and has gone all the way through till to today and will continue forever more. And what I really love about Holy Mama, this program, is It includes all of that. It includes from the moment you start thinking about it, that first beginning of change within you, this is where you can start getting yourself ready, your body ready. It starts with conscious pregnancy. It's got all the way through to the other side. And uh, my work is very specific on that identity shift, obviously. But so many women in my community and the women that the Mama Rising facilitators support are looking for a much Bigger, holistic way of looking at becoming a mother, the pregnancy, the birth, the body, the experience, conscious parenting on the other side. And so that's what I really, that's why it was such a hell yes when you asked me, invited me, was that I see my community would need things like this. They need one place where you have that whole process. And you know, this may not be your first baby, it could be your second or your third. Also, we have so many doulas and midwives and and uh, support workers listening to this podcast. So this is also a resource that you can do for your own training as well. But I just really wanted to celebrate and acknowledge the breadth and depth of what I have seen in Holy Mama, that it goes right from that first questioning of, oh, I think I might want to have a baby or I might want to have another baby, all the way through to the other side but it's honest and it's real and it's, yeah, it's a really beautiful offering.
0: Mm, Thank you so much. I've poured my heart into it and I, and I feel like it's my most important work that I've ever done. And I'm so proud of it. And the doors are open right now. So, and they're only open until November 4th. And, Amy is inside the program speaking on matrescence, teaching on matrescence. And like she mentioned, uh, it's broken up into four major areas conscious conception, pregnancy, then birth and postpartum, and then conscious p- parenting. And it truly is the world's most holistic and comprehensive program on those topics. There is nothing else in the world like it. I have done my research. There is pregnancy courses and then there's parenting courses, but there's nothing that takes you the whole way through the journey like you mentioned. As well as um, me teaching inside the program and offering support, we have 17 Guest experts, the world's best guest experts teaching masterclasses, like Amy teaching a masterclass on matrescence. And it's just so awesome. I'm so proud of it. And I just want this to get in the hands of anyone who wants to have children or who is already on that journey. And this is literally for the person in their early 20s. This is the, for the this is for the you know, the 18, 19-year-old as well. Study this stuff now. Like this is for anyone who one day wants to have a child or who is already on that journey or is having their second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, whatever. This is for you. And it is to you know, one of my biggest missions is to help people Experience an empowered birth because I had an empowered birth. And I believe that when women have empowered births, whatever that looks like for them, it'll look different for every single person. But when women have empowered births and don't feel like their power has been taken away from them or they don't feel traumatized after their birth, they are going to go into parenting, into that initial 40 days, that postpartum, and then into parenting empowered and then they're going to raise empowered children and they will change the world but what's happening is so many women are not empowered in their birth their power has been ripped out of them literally ripped out of them and they are traumatized and it affects their parenting it affects their entire life and so I want people to feel empowered in that process like I did And go on to feel empowered in their parenting and to trust their parenting and to tune in. And, you know, a holy mama is a woman who embodies love and who embodies love in all areas of her life. And she integrates the body, the mind and the soul into everything in her life into her conscious conception into her pregnancy into her birth and into her parenting she embodies love and integrates the body and the mind and the soul that is a holy mama and I want to create millions of holy mamas all over the world because that's when the world's consciousness will rise and will change the world amen sister
1: couldn't agree more yeah, the way forward to heal this world is through the mothers, I think, I know. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty, for really showing what it looks like to go through this conscious awakening through pregnancy birth. Thank you for creating this program. All of the details will be in the show notes, but I just really want to say it's amazing to continue this journey with you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes and you've got uh, amytaylorkebaz.com forward slash holymama. That's W-H-O-L-Y-M-A-M-A dot com. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited to see you guys on the inside. I'm really excited. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: I love this interview because, as I said, I think it's so important for us to all realise that no matter who you are and what path you're on, motherhood always brings its own challenges. You can join Melissa and I for a special online workshop on Monday the 24th of October, 8pm Sydney time. If you go to amytaylorkebaz.com slash holy mama event come and join us listen to the experiences that melissa has had and how she is now gathering the best experts from around the world to really support your fertility your pregnancy your birth and your matrescence all of the details are in the show notes until next week Satnam.